You are listening to the Fringe Radio Network. FringeRadioNetwork.com Listening to Earth Oddity, a weekly odyssey into all the oddity planet Earth has to offer. And now, serving it up are Christopher Tiny Sullivan and John Long. Welcome, everybody, to Earth Oddity Podcast, live and in person, together again, um, united, one podcast under God. (laughs) Okay. I was going to say under God, but you went. With Lord of the Rings, so we know whose priorities are where. Uh, it is me, John, and my good friend, Tiny. Hello. And we got some amazing stories this week. But first off, how was your week, Tiny? It was okay. Yeah? Not not terrible, but not great either. Okay. I mean, I suppose every week you're living in America is a great week. Yeah. But Well, I've heard we're making America great again, again. <laughs> Again, yeah. yeah. Again, we didn't make it great <laughs> enough the first time. Yeah. So we're trying to make it great again. Well, I feel like we definitely improved some things. Yeah. We were definitely like the economy was doing pretty good, and then yeah. coronavirus right. decided to just ruin the whole world. Yeah, economy's bounced back pretty well, though. You know. Yeah, I'm still not watching movies on the weekends. Which no, Tara I never watch movies on the weekends. Anyway. Tara rarely let me go to the movies with the guys anyway. So maybe maybe it's not that big a deal. Uh-huh. You have like a guy crew you go to the movies with? I used to. That kind of I don't all know how stuff. I feel about that. <laughs> the uh, the day I had a child is the day yeah. when all that ended. Well, so I think that that's I still true remember for those, any guy. I still remember those days fondly, yeah. but they are long gone. I think you put away playing with the boys all the time <laughs> when you have a kid. Right. That's just how it goes. That's normal stuff. Well, I had a, a pretty good week, too. Had a few all-day meetings, and those were good. I won $100 in a cornhole tournament. Okay, yeah. nice. Yeah, me and my partner, Frank, dominated. That's what I realized, that all the managers don't like me as much as I thought they did because <laughs> they were cheering against me the whole time. And, <laughs> okay. Yeah, so I'll remember that come up for evaluations. <laughs> I saw some pictures on social media of you putting some bunk beds together. I did. I did. Hudson and I helped out a a fellow scout who's working on his eagle, and we went to S.D. Allen. Shout out to Jeff. Yeah. And put together some bunk beds. Uh, Well, we basically prefab these bunk beds, Mm -hmm. so if there is a a needy family with children who need bunk beds, um, either they can pick up the pieces and put it together at their house, or I I, I assume Jeff and them might could help take it to them and put it together. But they're ready um, to go. They're ready to go. Yeah. With the caveat that people like my 12-year-old son Hudson was working on it. So I don't know <laughs> if they're as perfect as that it would be if they were professionally done. Yeah. But he has 10 bunk beds ready to go. All the parts. So. Also, these kids who are getting these bunk beds, they're they're sleeping in sleeping bags on yeah, the floor. Right, as it is. So it's got to right. beat that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, worst case scenario, 
uh, it's better than sleeping on the floor. Yeah, you got a mattress at the very least. Right. But as I was looking at some of the construction, I was like, mm, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and I may have had something to do with some of it, too, where I was like, oops, that went in the wrong plot, spot. <laughs> yes. But the blueprints I had, the bunk beds, of course, are two-sided were just one sheet with both sides drawn on the same diagram, and mm-hmm. I was getting confused very easily. So, But we did that all day Saturday, put in a good solid six or seven hours building bunk beds and um, got them all knocked out, and that was fun. And now Tyler, who's the, the young man who came up with the project, uh, hopefully can finish up and get his Eagle Scout. Nice. Move on. He's going to be a, um, a nuclear engineer. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Oh, the kid's a genius, and he's a super good kid. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people dipped out after lunch when me and Hudson said <laughs> we were there for the long haul. Uh, you know, because that's what heroes do, and I wanted to help children nice. more than hold it over all of the other people's heads who left at lunch that I stayed the whole time. Mm-hmm. That's 100% truth. Somebody's got to be building the kingdom. That's right, yeah. <laughs> Somebody's got to help the poor people we'll Leave it to the <laughs> Eagle Scouts. <laughs> so, yeah, just let me stay and, and my son stay, who did a lot of work. Worked a lot harder than a lot of people, Hudson did. So I was proud of him. Had a little bit of football. Did, we, we did. Now, the college football has started. But real I feel college like this football past started. weekend, yeah. we got the good games. Yeah, yeah real college football yeah. started, which is the SEC. So LSU fell to Mississippi State week they one. Uh, LSU fell. <laughs> LSU gave a conference record of, uh, they gave up a conference record of passing yards to Mississippi State, <laughs> like 623 yards or something yeah. in the air. Mississippi State had four turnovers. If like if you'd have told me going into this week that Mississippi State's gonna have four turnovers and still win. And still win, I would two scores. I would have taken whatever <laughs> bet you wanted to on that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and really did better in that game than I thought they would. So yeah, I I, I got to catch the, the probably second quarter on of that mm-hmm. game. And then the rest of the evening was football. Watched Alabama. Missouri, credit to Missouri, played a pretty hard fought game too. Yeah. They did. Um, but we of course won, but they didn't quit at any time and they no. were playing real hard. And so I think maybe this dude who's their new coach, Drinkowitz or whatever, he'll, <laughs> yeah. he'll be able to do pretty good. But imagine like you coached at Appalachian State. They're like, Hey, we want you to coach at Missouri. We're going to pay you whatever, a million dollars more. You come in and then you get your schedule and your first games against Alabama. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, oh, man, I got shot in the foot. <laughs> but, yes, you mentioned Oklahoma State. They got upset by Kansas State. They did. Who got upset by Arkansas State, like, back in the first week. So, right. transitive property of college football, Arkansas State is better than Oklahoma. So, I love it. I'm, I'm excited. It is. It's a, yeah. it's a great time of year. I will be hiking next Saturday. Okay. So I will miss that game. Mm-hmm. Um, who are we playing? I already forgot. But we're missing that game. I'll be missing <laughs> that game. But I'll be back Sunday morning. So it won't affect the podcast in any way. Nice. Just a little quick overnighter. So we probably should talk about... Yes, odd news. Podcast stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So I got some good stories. What do you got this week? I've got an Oregon man story. Okay. Yeah, shout out to Johnny. This may be Johnny. I don't know. <laughs> Florida of the West. The Florida of the Pacific Northwest, <laughs> yes. Oregon. Um, got talking about the Amish this week. You know, I'm fascinated with the Amish too. And uh, I'm talking about an influencer, an Instagram influencer. Okay. You know how much I love Instagram influencers. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I've got a story about a man who erected a monument of sorts. Okay. And then I've got 
a story where the fun police cracked down on a illegal man cave. Okay. That was set up. An illegal man cave. <laughs> yes. Uh, once again, man cave, great name for a gay bar. <laughs> great name. <laughs> but I wanted to start off with this, and I, and I chose this specifically for you because I know what a huge anime fan you are. I do. Uh, <laughs> I love anime. Yes. <laughs> but did you know that there is a 25-ton Gundam robot in Japan. I don't know, but somebody put this up in the group. It may have been you. It was me. Right. <laughs> I put it up in and the group. Are you telling me that that robot is not Voltron? <laughs> no. For real? It's Gundam. It, are, what's the difference? Well, <laughs> I don't want you to go into like, <laughs> okay, one of my new <laughs> nerd pet peeves is when they're like, well, this is canon in Star Wars. <laughs> like it's some sort of religious you know, yes. dogma or something. <laughs> I don't like that. So I'm just going to warn you, pre-warn you. Okay. This, what, is Voltron like a wholly separate thing and this is another robot thing? Yes, Voltron is a giant robot that comes together right. from five separate I mechanical know. lions. I watched Voltron as a kid. Okay. I have a Voltron steel. Yeah. Yeah, like that you put together. Gundams are not as big as Voltron, okay. and they are built as one... Elite military unit in space. Okay. So, all right. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) But they're not part of Voltron. No, they're completely different. Okay. That just ripped off the Voltron design, basically. As similar, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Uh it looks pretty much the same. Well, anyone who watched, and ask my brother, because my brother's a huge animator. Bradley's the guy. (laughs) Yeah, I know. There is no shortage of giant fighting robots (laughs) in Japanese anime. All right. That's good to know. (laughs) All right. I would say Voltron's the only one I'm aware of. (laughs) Right. Because it was on TV in the 80s. I had a Voltron, and I, I, I wish I still had it. I so still bad. have mine. You still have yours? Yeah, I have two of them. I have one that's a small, that's maybe about eight inches tall. Mm-hmm. And then I have the one that, like, Do you have all the five the, separate lines yeah. that all click together? Yeah, that's right. awesome. The one that's about this tall, I think, is the on the cover photo of my Facebook Okay, page. nice. I think along with, like, a G.I. Joe and a Stormtrooper and all this stuff I found in a box one time yeah, at I the thought, house. I thought you set them up like a cord. Like that Optimus Prime yeah. was the judge. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it may have been. I don't remember exactly what I did. That's the only cover photo I've ever had. It would be the only one I ever have. <laughs> Unless something really cool happens, I need to do that. Well, anyway, this thing, it stands 59 feet tall. Okay. Fans of the anime Gundam can now see a life-size version of the robot at the Gundam factory in Yokohama, which is outside of Tokyo. Yokohama uh, tires. They make tires. <laughs> <laughs> and they have a plant over in West Point, Mississippi. Yeah. People and they're, don't not, know. they're nowhere near as good as BFG. Yeah, no, no. They're okay. Right, yeah. I don't <laughs> think they're in the same stratosphere as you guys. If you want to be a part of that lower tier society <laughs> that rides on those, you can. That's right, yeah. <laughs> anyway, this footage was taken on September 21st of the enormous anime robot it moves its arms, it moves its legs and its torso, and at one point it even kneels down because I think in the show that's how the pilots climb in and out is they'll like kneel down, oh, okay. you know. Huh. But construction on this massive robot, it finished July 29th of this year, although this was the first time they, I guess, booted it up to make it move around. It was built with a mechanical skeleton so that it can actually move its body. So it's not, it's not totally moving on its own. It's yeah. not like it's got a pilot. Shinto priest blessed the Gundam's head in a traditional construction ceremony. And then it says that uh, this Gundam in Yokohama is Japan's second full-size RX-78. The first stood at Tokyo's 
Odabia District. I know that's not right. No, I think it's, I think he nailed it. <laughs> Odabia. But then it was replaced by an RXO Unicorn Gundam. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know you love this. I, I'm happy about it. What is funny is I found pictures of our Voltron. I'm going to show you here as soon as you finish reading. It was originally planned to open in summer, but due to coronavirus delays, delays it that it will now be open in October. Okay. So that's amazing, though. I mean, yeah. China, maybe the United States doesn't need to get involved in the Cold War with China because Japan, they'll fly their giant robots over there and well, swat them down. Japan's on our side, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> why should we get, why should we put boots on the ground <laughs> Let Japan when Japan can fly over these I huge get robot robots? Now. I get what you're saying now. <laughs> All right. So look, this is my Voltron right there. Oh, you got the pilots too. Unassembled. Boom, there it is, a symbol. That's on my Facebook if anybody <laughs> wants to go back and look at it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that was from 2009. I'm sure my kids have broken and lost <laughs> all the pieces to it, uh, and I have no idea where it is now. So mm-hmm. for the John is a nerd crowd, there's a lot of evidence <laughs> for you, right? That I still had a childhood toy. But that's because my mom refuses to throw away anything. Yeah. Yeah. You know, a big part of Donald Trump's... Uh, his campaign that he started back in, you know, 2016 was he was going to make America great again. Yeah, right. But can America truly be great if we don't have our own giant robot <laughs> defender like we would have, like, <laughs> that we can use to enforce our, impress our will upon well, other countries? I was trying countries. to think while you're reading, like, what kind of robot, you know, like what American <laughs> robot will we build? And RoboCop was the only thing <laughs> that I could come no, up with. No, I've already got it. <laughs> it's, we need Statue of Liberty. Like okay. Ghostbusters too. Okay. <laughs> they can right. march around and, and set stuff on fire. Well, I was gonna say with the uh with the anti police sentiment that's out there today, Robocop would not be a good <laughs> thing to build. Yeah. You know? That would that'd probably come back to bite us in the rear over time. Well, I was about to say I feel like if uh, if that movie was made today, everyone would be upset that the gangs of Detroit were not prevailing <laughs> over this robotic douchebag. <laughs> that's true. Well, you know, police got a rough, you know. <laughs> but do. they also haven't helped themselves out a lot either. So, <laughs> right. You know, I don't want to get off into those waters. What I do want to get off into the waters of is Instagram models. Okay. <laughs> don't we all? One of my favorite pastimes, Instagram <laughs> models. Uh, this comes from the New York Post. And the headline reads, Instagram model who poses as Catwoman jailed for masked robberies. <laughs> so here's her picture. Oh, yeah. She's bad. Yeah. She she's... needs to be punished. <laughs> she has a couple of assets. <laughs> she's naughty. <laughs> An Australian Instagram model with sticky fingers and a penchant for posing as Catwoman has been jailed after being arrested for the second time this year. For a series of crimes including mass robberies and shoplifting. Monique Augustino, who is 25, I would imagine she was 25, but okay, was warned by magistrate Jacqueline Millage last year that her life was going down the toilet, leading Augustino to make a veiled threat that if she harmed herself in the slammer, it would be the jurist's fault. That's always good. It's I'm going to hurt myself if you put me in jail defense with the judge. That never worked on my parents when I was a kid. Yeah, right. <laughs> they were always like, just go right go ahead. ahead. Right. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> she told Millage, the judge, that she had anxiety and depression behind bars. I think most people do, but I think that's normal <laughs> if you're locked up. Yeah. You're going to have a little anxiety and depression. <laughs> what, wouldn't that be hilarious if she gets locked up and, and everything is like complete, like she knows nothing. She's like, they lock me up in a cage <laughs> and I can't even leave whenever I want to. That's right. They don't let me scroll Instagram anymore. <laughs> Where is my phone? <laughs> I asked the guard for my phone. He told me I couldn't have it. <laughs> but the judge told the model that she could not keep blaming others for her bad decisions. The former modeling entrepreneur, real estate agent, and social media influencer. That's be- quite a resume. Oh, yeah. Began her life, of, which I always thought, like, if you were a pretty woman, it ought to be easy to sell some houses, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And much more than being like an ugly dude like me, you know? Right. You got to have some sales skills if you're ugly. Like, if you're a woman, you could convince a dude to sign on well, any line like, for anything, right? I mean, if, if you're an ugly dude, you got to have some sales skills just to get a woman yeah. to say I do. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, you're yes. a salesman right off the bat. That's right. Salesmen run the world, by the way. People forget. <laughs> Nobody gets paid until somebody makes a sale. Right. So, you know. I know salesmen can be annoying, but let's all keep in mind that they're vital, especially to the United States economy. Mm -hmm. And the United States economy is vital to the world economy. So really, we all should thank a salesman. I want a thin salesman line flag to put on my car. (laughs) What what, what color would it be? Green. Green, of course. (laughs) Uh, You you yourself can have a thin green line hat available on the Earth's Oddity web store. That's right. I uh, Oh, I was trying to think of like a don't tread on me, but like, <laughs> please sell on me. I don't know. Take no, never take no for an answer. <laughs> <laughs> what was the New Hampshire flag back at the time? It was a tree and it was like, you know, from the heavens or something like that. That's a really cool flag that uh, people don't use a lot. Right. They're, they got hung up on the Gadsden flag, <laughs> but that one's a really cool one. I like it. It's got like a, a pine tree on it or whatever. Anyways, the formal modeling agent entrepreneur, uh, real estate agent, and social media influencer began her life of crime about two years ago when she drove several teenagers to commit burglaries in Sydney. Oh, man. Um, and that's so how the glad, article ends. So glad she never asked me to go rob, <laughs> well, rob some people because imagine, it would be very hard to say no. Imagine you're 16 <laughs> or whatever. This woman shows up in her Catwoman outfit <laughs> looking just like in the picture. He goes, Tiny, I need you to break into... Uh, the sack and save and steal a bunch of groceries or whatever. How do you say no to that? <laughs> I'll be your number one henchman. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, okay, show me where to go. I will show up. Do I get a Batman outfit? Like, <laughs> no, Batman's the guy you're looking out for. Okay. Oh yeah, Catwoman's like on. She's the, a villain. You know, I'm, I'm not. I'm not up on Batman canon. You know? <laughs> she typically works alone, right. unless she maybe teams up with another supervillain, but. She's not like the penguin or the Joker or Joker that has like a lot of cronies that, okay. that he can say, hey, you know, go get him. And then well, a whole bunch of dudes in clown mask attack Batman. I always figure Batman and Catwoman had like a little thing. Like they, do. They, were, they were like, you know, we love each other. <laughs> but she's like, I'm from the wrong side of the tracks and it, all it's, that. It's a modern day Romeo and Juliet. Okay. Basically. All right. Okay. I, thank you for <laughs> I will never watch another Batman movie. You've just explained everything I need to know. Yeah. Yeah. Unless there's nudity. I, you haven't mentioned. <laughs> Anyways, 15-year-old boy and Catwoman rolls up and says, I need you to break in somewhere. There's no way you're saying no to that. Might even wear some a pair of cat ears or something. Yeah, right. You do whatever you want to. <laughs> well, what I would do is I would get like one of those big furry vests. 
<laughs> and I could be like the like the the lion tamer or the tiger tamer. That's what I would do. Interested, Joe Exotic. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of being on the wrong side of the law, how about this? Three railroad workers built a man cave under New York's Grand Central Terminal. Okay. The room was furnished with a wall-mounted TV connected to a streaming device, a futon couch, refrigerator, air mattresses, and a microwave, according to a report released Thursday by the, Metrop- by the Metropolitan Transportation Authority, Inspector Carolyn Porkney. Porkney, maybe? <laughs> Fork, did you say pork me? <laughs> you're, you're still thinking about the Instagram okay, cat still woman. still on the cat woman story. <laughs> uh, many a New Yorker has fantasized about kicking back with a cold beer and a prime piece of Manhattan real estate, especially one this close to good transportation, she said. But few have the chutzpah to commandeer a secret room beneath Grand Central Terminal and make it their very own man cave, sustained with MTA resources and maintained at our rider's expense. Which, you know, it couldn't have been that much, right? Yeah. I mean, to, did they use MTA funds to purchase a TV and all well, this stuff? Or did someone it. probably just bring a TV yeah. and they furnished this themselves? They just set it up in a room. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. It don't say, but I feel like she's trying to get the public to believe that these are three real horrible people. Right. But now, if they were on the clock, which I'm sure they were, <laughs> yes. they're like clocking in and going to the man cave and watching, <laughs> you know, whatever days of our lives or whatever comes on during the day, then she could say that, hey, mm-hmm. they were stealing funds from the transit authority or whatever. Well, what if they were clocking out? And then just not going home because yeah, they, they don't didn't want have to go anything home. to go home to. Right. No, <laughs> now that might be worth it. I would have pitched it if I was one of them. Is like this is why I'm never late to work. You know, I just <laughs> spend the night here. here. Yeah, yeah, I just spend the night here. The MTA said that there was an overwhelming amount of evidence that three Metro North Railroad employees, a wireman, a carpenter foreman, and an electrical foreman, used the unauthorized break room several times. Oh, several. Enough to have TV in there. (laughs) It's unclear if the employees used the room while they were on the clock, which, again, if they weren't on the clock, I don't see what the big deal is. If it was break time, then that's fine. The office of the MTA Inspector General said that it received an anonymous complaint in February oh. 2019 about the room. Thanks, Karen. Hold on. <laughs> February of 2019, and they're just now getting around to getting to the bottom of it. Right. Okay. Whoever that was is mad they weren't invited <laughs> to come yeah, in. You know? That's what it sounds like. Uh-huh. Uh, that complaint described the same three specific employees would hang out and get drunk and party. A second similar complaint was made in late June of 2019, which I suppose after that second complaint, they're like, guys, we got to right. we got to be a little bit more right. secret. OK, yeah. no, the first a- rule of man cave is you don't talk yeah, about nobody cave. talk about this ever. <laughs> uh, it's unclear whether the unauthorized break room was first created and how long it has been in use. Those complaints were handed to Metro North Railroad Security Department for investigation according to MTA's report, but the office of the MTA Inspector General found it during its investigation. So maybe some of those people at part of the security department, they were probably partying too. Well, that's what I would say, you know, like when anybody finds out about it, you just got to be like, well, you're in. Yeah, come come on on in. (laughs) Anytime you want to use it, I got a key here. We'll go get a copy, mate. Yeah, absolutely. That's how you keep it on the download. 
The behavior described in the investigator general's report is outrageously inappropriate and is not consistent with Metro North's values and the commitment that we have to providing safe, reliable, and cost-efficient services to our customers, said Metro North Railroad President Catherine Rinaldi. Okay. Grand Central Station Management told investigators that they didn't know the room even existed. Well, yeah, that's kind of the point. Yeah, right. <laughs> Let alone that it was a locksmith storage room, according to the report. Officials said that the wiring of the TV and the streaming device created a potential fire hazard and oh, that the MNR fire brigade, fire brigade considers an unmapped room for which no one appears to have the key to be very dangerous. And no more dangerous than anybody plugging in a TV. Right. <laughs> Come on. That's ridiculous. The risk associated with employees hiding in that room with the door locked create a variety of hazards, including the inability of rescue personnel to quickly access the room. I would just like to thank the fun police <laughs> for shutting down this unauthorized party room and making sure that all their employees are miserable. Yeah. I mean, so, thank you. Well, first of all, as someone who's in charge of employees, <laughs> you cannot allow this to go up. All right. You cannot yeah. allow this to if go If you up. let your employees have fun at work, no. the next thing you know, they might have self-confidence. <laughs> no. They might think what life you, should be better. <laughs> what you do is you go, hey, guys, you, you've done a real good job setting up the break room here. Now, everybody gets to enjoy it whenever they're on break. Right. So everybody can go in there and watch mm-hmm. some TV and sit on a couch or whatever. But you cannot let people have an exclusive <laughs> there for their use only break room separate of everybody else. That's nicer and better. Just can't do it. But but what if you're what if you're part of the club now if and they're doing a really really good job <laughs> keeping it secret? And I was gonna say like if if that goes on and you never find out about it as a boss, <laughs> then it just goes on and you never find out about it. You yeah. know, it's like a tree falling in the forest. If you don't know, you don't mm-hmm. know. There's nothing you can do about it. But as soon as it gets brought to your attention, you got to shut that down. Yeah. A hundred percent. This is probably why I'm not a boss, why no one has entrusted me <laughs> with powers like these. But I think if it was me, I'd be like, hey, guys, I, I don't know this room is here. I didn't see it. I expect you to be on time. Right. <laughs> I expect you to clock out if you're down there. Yeah, like let too. them have it. Right. But hold it over their well, head. Let's say if they're, <laughs> if they're great employees, like your best three guys, you know, yeah. then you might be like, all right, guys, look. I'm not going to say anything about this. I'm going to pretend I don't know about this, but you're not going to be in here on the clock. And yeah. You're never going to be late to work. And I'm never going to have any safety complaints about you <laughs> or anything else. And if any of those things happen, we're eliminating this little area yes. right here. I'm going to find this on my next walkthrough. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Which be, maybe that's what happened. I'll I don't be know. checking out the locksmith closets <laughs> the next time I come down this hall. That's true. Well, uh, I have a really, really short story here, but it's about the Amish. Okay. And you know I'm fascinated with the Amish. Mm-hmm. I've asked Amish listeners to call in, and so far no Amish have really gotten <laughs> in touch with us. I'm I'm puzzled as to why. My sons are Amish for some reason. <laughs> I don't I don't yeah, you they have Amish names for they real. Have Amish names, <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah, for real. Elijah yeah. and Josiah. If you have another one, you're gonna have a Jebediah. It'll be whatever Tara wants to name it yeah. because I hate Josiah. Okay. You know, I don't like that. Still to this day, don't like Are that name. Are y'all planning on another kid? No. What if y'all had We haven't kid? ruled out like adoption, but it's not look. It's not looking like that's okay. going to happen. Well. But, but it, I'm just saying, if we do, she will name the kid. I will have yeah. no say 
I would have went Shadrach, Meshach. And then you were forced to have another <laughs> yeah, one. Too. That's right. Those are some deep biblical names, too. Yeah. Anybody could name their kid Elijah. <laughs> yeah. How many Shadrachs are there? No. Probably. I have never yeah. met a Shadrach. Never met one. Call him Shad. Only sure. in VBS. That's true. <laughs> That's a huge VBS story, it too, is. by the way. Well, anyways, beer cans dropped from an Amish buggy lead to underage drinking charges. Okay. So, what are, what is it called when the Amish go wild for a little while? <laughs> <laughs> it's called Rump Springer. Right. Yeah. So, they like, well, they take like a a year, a season, what? It's no, and okay, okay again. Explain. <laughs> Look, the Amish ain't going to listen to this. Nobody yeah. goes for a ride or off. Everything I'm fixing to say <laughs> is just what I think. I could be wrong about this. Look, none of our listeners know about the Amish, you know? But if I'm not mistaken, Rum Spring, uh, well, for one, it's something that they didn't used to have. It's something they have now because they live so much differently okay. than people back. Like, like okay, when, when the Amish people first decided to to separate themselves from society, yeah. everybody rode in a horse-drawn sure. carriage. There wasn't, right. no such, have there wasn't no such thing as a car. Right. Yeah. But now that there's cars and PlayStation 4s and sure. Xboxes. Right. Nowadays, what they do is when a when an Amish person gets to a certain age, and it may like I guess your parents maybe you decide you don't want to send your kids off on Rum Spring. I don't know, okay. but they just say, "Hey, go see what the world lives like," and, okay. and you decide if you want to be Amish and come back home, or if you want to go live like the what do they call them? They call it the I think they call us English. <laughs> I, know, I thought heathen would be pretty <laughs> well, good. Now, it could be wrong, but I think that the English is. Uh, because back then, right, a lot of them weren't English, right. and so they referred to people who were not not Amish as the English. But now they now it's just anybody who's not Amish. Well, you're Englishman. Are you basing all of this off of the movie Kingpin? <laughs> I'm basing all of this <laughs> off Amish mafia. Okay, all right. Um, Kingpin is my limited knowledge of <laughs> right. uh, of the Amish, and I just I just remember he got to somehow leave and go bowl. You know, <laughs> yeah. So. Um, anyways, so there are certain sects of uh, Amish people who are not quite as conservative as others. Well, like any people. S-E-C-T, right? <laughs> sect. Yes. Yes. All right. Sorry. Not certain sects. <laughs> okay. I'm just making sure. Like, yeah. The women may be a little more loose than the men. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know anything about the Amish. Very curious. I'm Amish curious. We should have one on the show. Yeah, I wonder how we could get and one. Then, and then, then, then he could be like, what here? is this devil stick you <laughs> want me to talk into? <laughs> I mean, uh, are there any in Alabama? I know that we got Mennonites in Alabama. Right. Now, Mennonites are like Amish light, right? <laughs> you know, because they can have tractors and stuff. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. I'm not, I know Mennonites, but they can only have... You know, like what are they gonna have like one tractor, you know? What if the Mennonites are Amish who went on Rum Springer uh, and just never and just never went back, but they right. didn't quite want to live. They didn't want to go all life. the way over yeah. to like the Methodist. You know? <laughs> <Yes. Right. laughs> They're like one degree back from Baptist. <laughs> I don't know. But we could have some Mennonites in the audience. They used to come and eat at Roly Poly, the Mennonites would. Okay. When they would come to town. Had a Mennonite <laughs> I'm getting off the subject of my <laughs> underage. I was drinking. So at one point in time, when I first bought the restaurant, I had these four like gumball machines mm-hmm. and I had no key for them or anything. So I just put them down in the basement. Well, this Mennonite dude comes in and goes, hey, I have gumball machines. I'll put them in here and you can, you know, we'll 
uh, if you just let me have it or whatever, I'll give you, you know, 10% or whatever I get in on it. I would have messed with that dude and been like, what's a gumball machine? (laughs) It's like, I'll put the gumballs in it. You keep 10% as like rent for this and then you keep the rest. And I was like, okay, cool. Are these homemade gumballs? No, no. They were like M&Ms and (laughs) uh, runts and all that stuff. Well, about three months into the deal, I was down, me and Andrew were down in the basement one night and we're closing. We figured out how to get the gumball machines that I owned open that came mm-hmm. with a restaurant. And so I was like, well, now I got to tell this dude to get his gumballs out of here because I'm about to make 100%, <laughs> you know, uh, or not 100%, but a lot more than 10% off of this. You right. know? And so uh, he came back in and I was like, hey, man, because he didn't know I owned the place. <laughs> I was like, hey, uh, the owner said he don't want any gumball machines in here. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, so, you know, you've done a great job, everything, but we just need to get it out. The owner asked me to deliver this message, you know? <laughs> and the whole time, Andrew was like back in the kitchen laughing at me when I was having this conversation. Dirty Englishman. And he was like, this dude is going to kill you, John. Because like, the look of disappointment on his face is bad. <laughs> his youngest, they had to sell off his youngest into labor somewhere because <laughs> right. they couldn't afford to feed him because he won't let him put his gumball <laughs> machines in the sandwich shop. So... He gets them all out. And I, if I remember correctly, this is how it happened. I put mine up there, go to Sam's, buy Skittles, you know, put, fill them all up. You know, I, every time I hear a quarter hit that thing, I'm like, heck yeah, you know. I'm getting totally worth right? it. I'm getting richer. And, uh, and did he ever come back in? Well, well, like, like the week after I had put them out, you know, cleaned them up and put them out, I'm in the back like, cutting tomatoes or slicing meat or whatever and i think it was andrew who came back there and was like hey somebody up here wants to see the owner <laughs> i was like okay Uh-oh. i'm gonna bebop it up there oh, no. <laughs> like, who wants to see the owner and it was the men and hot guy standing there and he was like so you're the owner and i was like <laughs> and then just yes, like sir. just like immediately Owner's not here, but I can help you out. <laughs> oh, I was in too deep by the I was just like, I was just like, yes, sir. And he looked over at the things, and I was like, what's this? Yep, those what? are mine. What's this? <laughs> I, was like, I was like, yep, those are mine. And he was like, all right. And he just turned around like, <laughs> man. So I haven't bought any Mennonite bread in a long time. I'm afraid I'm going to run into that dude. And yeah. Are you worried that one day, at the end of time, when God is <laughs> is measuring our deeds, that uh, he, I, I never lied to him. I never except lied when to you him. told him I'm not the the owner. I no, I didn't tell him I wasn't the owner. You just I let said, him believe you. I said the owner. the owner doesn't want a gumball machine in here. That was all I said. I didn't say I'm not the owner. The owner told me to tell you this. I just said. The owner doesn't want a gumball machine in here. <laughs> One day, John's be like, okay, God, look, I never technically lied to him about this, okay? I know you're bros. <laughs> yeah. I know he's your homie. He's a lot closer to you than I am. <laughs> I, know, I know he's your homie, yeah. but... <laughs> but I made a ton of money off those gumball machines. Did you for real? Oh, yeah. It was amazing. Most of it was probably mine from always taking quarters <laughs> and going out there and getting candies during the shift. So I was just getting money back. But, uh, but, but yeah. you're spending money on the on the candy, though. But it's like six bucks for a bag right. of that. And uh-huh. that thing will hold like $50 worth of quarters. Man. And I'll just sit up there, you know, maybe once a month, dump all the quarters out. I felt like Scrooge McDuck, you know. <laughs> I'd count them all and everything. And then go deposit them in the bank. Well, now let me ask you, where where do you think, where could we put up 
an Earth Oddity candy machine. <laughs> well, I still have. I've got three of the four that were in there. Nice. Andrew has one. Well, actually, I gave Andrew one that I never put in there, and it was a, like a two one that we couldn't figure out to get open. Then one day, like he did figure out, I don't know mm-hmm. what he uses it for. But I have uh, three of them left, and out of that, two of them are still working because I gave one to put in each one of the kids' rooms. It's right. like, oh, wouldn't it be cool? You know, it's like some Richie Rich stuff. You got your yeah. own gumball machine in your room. You can take your allowance that I give you, yeah, and right. you can stick it in that machine, and I'll yeah. get your allowance back. Uh, no, I was like, look, when you want a piece of candy, put a quarter in here, mm-hmm. and then when you get out when you uh, run out of candy, all those quarters are yours, and I'll buy the candy to fill it back up. So not only oh, I, nice. Not only am I promoting savings, <laughs> but I'm also promoting bad dental hygiene for my kids. It's like, like we'll a, use those quarters to pay for all the fillings you have to get. <laughs> Eating fifty dollars yeah. worth of candy. It's like a piggy bank that gives you candy. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Which sounds like a great idea. And. Uh, None of the original bags I put in there four years ago, mm-hmm. whenever it was when I shut the restaurant down, are all still in there. They Maybe never ate it. Livy doesn't want it. Thomas, every once in a while, was eating it. Mm-hmm. But Hudson's, he's got Reese's Pieces in his. He never ate it. it just Dang. sitting in his room, he like stacks hats on it and stuff. Man. Yeah. I want some Reese's Pieces now. <laughs> yeah. Me too. Reese's Pieces. <laughs> yeah. who, is it? who is it that said not to call him that? <laughs> Christopher, I think. Somebody. He said, Somebody don't call in the stuff group. Reese's Pieces. Reese's Pieces. Reesey PC. Yeah. Anyway. Well, they're good. Yeah. So, anyways, back to our Amish people. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. We didn't even talk about the story. No, I went off on a whole Mennonite story. <laughs> about that time you ripped off a Mennonite. I didn't rip him off at all. He did very well for himself for the time he was there. Okay. Right. The owner just didn't want to have a gumball machine in his place. He was squashing competition. That's right. The owner found his own that he could get into his own with a screwdriver. Yeah. And so he didn't need the other guy anymore. And yeah. that, my friends, is capitalism. <laughs> yeah, that's just business. You yeah. know? That's yeah. God's way of determining who is smart and who is no who is rich and who is stupid. <laughs> but he looked at me when I came up there after he asked for the owner. And I think it was Andrew who did it. And like, you know, Andrew knew the guy, yeah. knew who he was, everything, and just did it to spite me or whatever. Yeah. The look on his face was like, I smite you. You know, like, I, I, you're a restaurant. Well, I, you know, I was like, I'm on the wrong side of this dude. And he was like such a nice guy, too. Right now just in like, my head, I'm picturing that uh, that portrait of Jesus where he's doing the face palm. <laughs> I never lied. The worst you could say is that I said the owner doesn't want a gumball machine in there. And then the owner actually put gumball machines in there. Yeah, He put his gumball machines right. in there. Well, that's like a, we asked, me and another guy asked if we could put an ATM in one of the bars. Like mm-hmm. I was like, man, I'll go in with you and put an ATM in your bar because people need change. And so we had to talk to the landlord about it. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, no, don't do that. And then, boom, he the landlord had an ATM out on the patio. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was like, well, I mean, that's just how it goes. <laughs> that's how you it know? is. Yeah. I mean, I was going to split the cost on it, and then we could just split the money that gets out of it. But and whatever. Now I'm out of business. So that's just the way it goes. <laughs> So anyways, Pennsylvania State Police have filed, this is a very short article, have filed underage drinking charges after seeing an Amish buggy driving down the road dropping beer cans Sunday. Troopers stopped the buggy at Bolas and Hilton Road in Bloomfield Township around 4.59 p.m., but they were starting early. (laughs) Uh, State police said they found a 60-year-old female from Centerville inside under the influence of alcohol. 
she will be cited through a district court's office. And that's the end of the article. I thought it was longer than that because I don't ever read the article mm-hmm. before we started. But uh, you said I guess she's were... not getting a DUI, right? <laughs> you know, right. Like the horse is sober. Right? <laughs> you know? I would imagine. Yeah. You said that they're getting started early, yeah. but you know, they, for all we know, they could have been up since four. Sure. That's true. So yeah, maybe, they had to go to bed at sundown or whatever. <laughs> so maybe that was them just. Uh, yeah, that's not a, that's true. That's like a normal cold time. after a hard day's work. Yeah, she made it that a bar race and just wanted to kick a few back on the way home. You just can't litter, you know? Right. But I guess you got to get rid of the beer cans, which I think they would drink their beer out of like a keg or something. Like one of those things that hangs around a St. Bernard by <laughs> yeah. neck in all the cartoons. I imagine like one of those big like steins yeah. with a little uh little lid with right. a thumb handle on it. <laughs> what if you're at the gas station and an Amish buggy pulls up, they hop out and go in and get like a twelve pack of bush light <laughs> or something. You're like, Well, and you guys should y'all brew your own or something, you know? Are y'all not teetotalers? <laughs> yeah, right. I'm like, okay, cool. Can I come with y'all? I would I would be in for a night of Amish drinking. <laughs> Have I told you about David who ran in a in a marathon or a 5K up in Amish country one time? Yes, you did and, and he said that. he was doing real good for about the first mile. And then like a he bunch of these, dudes in yeah. blue jeans and dress shoes just in smoked boots. him. Yeah. <laughs> I just smoked him. <laughs> well, uh, just a brief parental advisory here at the beginning of this next story. Okay. It's not too bad, but it does deal with uh, depictions of human anatomy. Okay. So... But- Human body is what it is. <laughs> yes. Statue of David, one of the greatest statues ever. Five, four, three, two, one. Headline: Man who erected a giant wooden penis on his lawn is now in a legal fight to keep it up. Okay, so All right. that's a that's a heck of a headline right there. I may have added a little bit to it. Okay, uh, Jamie, how do you G A G N E? That'd be. G-A-G-N-E, Gagne. Gagne? That sounds good. Yeah, what was the guy who's a relief pitcher for the Dodgers? That was uh, Gagne. Gagne, that's right. Gagne. Yeah. Jamie Gagne insists that it was his wife's idea to carve a giant wooden penis with a chainsaw. Sure it was. And put it on the front lawn. But he will gladly fight to keep it in a court of law. The Montreal-born man says that he first crafted the 2.1-meter-tall, anatomically correct statue in June to protest bureaucratic red tape that was preventing him from getting a permit to complete a shed outside his home in Wilton, New York. Okay. The town stopped communicating with me, so I was getting a little frustrated, and I kind of wanted to draw their attention and kind of brute force a conversation, he told As It Happens host Carol. But instead, he ended up in a conversation with a pair of state troopers who arrested him on charge of displaying offensive sexual material. Mm-hmm. He pleaded not guilty in court on Tuesday and is now fighting to have the charges dismissed. New York State Police confirmed the arrest and said that it came after Gagne was given a warning to remove the statue from public view. The town of Wilton did not respond to a request for comment. So they don't even want to. No. Hey, don't. This ain't even. <laughs> yeah. Just let us do our thing and don't talk about this. Gagne, a woodworker and a carpenter by trade, says that he's quite proud of his penis. Now, talking about the statue here. (laughs) Could be both. (laughs) Could be. Which he describes as having the proper mushroom curvature on the tip and balls that are properly sack-like. Okay. (laughs) It's my first chainsaw carving, actually, he said. I don't know. It just kind of came naturally. 
<laughs> while it began <laughs> as an act of defiance what? against the town. What a sentence. <laughs> I don't know. It just came natural. That happens to the best of us, by the way. Yeah. He says that he, uh, while it began as an act of defiance against the town, he later turned the penis on its neighbor, on his neighbor, literally. The neighbor that had recently moved was making a lot of complaints. So basically, he reported every action that I was doing to the town. When, and he got his camera set up and he pointed at my house. I was getting really irritated. So I pointed it directly at his front door <laughs> to kind of send the message of stop being a jerk. At first, Gagne says that he didn't have much trouble over the statue. He says most of his neighbors love the giant penis and folks would often stop to take pictures of it. Oh, sure, I would. <laughs> a state trooper even visited his property to have a gander at it and told him that it wouldn't be a problem so long as nobody complained. Apparently the city's complaining. <laughs> Apparently so. That's and the his wrong neighbor. People. Yeah. He also did mention that if it was not erect, then it would not have been art. But an erect penis is art. Wait, what did he say? Hold on. Whoa. He also did mention that if it was not erect, it would have been art. But an erect penis does, is not art. So ah, okay, that's yeah. what he's so saying. So he's saying flaccid is art. <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, I'm artful. <laughs> Most 90% of the, time. of the day. Yeah. yeah. No, that's right. Well, yeah, like Statue of David. When I was a teenager, I'd go 50 <laughs> <laughs> 50. Yeah. No, I've gotten more and more artful as I've gotten older. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, he says that didn't make much sense to me. So I think so. I did think that it was interesting that he mentioned this and that he knew so much about penis art. <laughs> All he's got to do is invert it, you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, eventually, someone did complain and two officers showed up at his door, this time to arrest him. I asked to go grab my shoes and the officers told me that they'd have to come inside with, in the house with me because I was currently detained. Uh, I didn't feel like inviting them into my house, so nope. I just actually got booked and handcuffed and brought down to the station in bare feet. The charge was displaying offensive sexual material. It's a misdemeanor, and that could come with a jail term of up to one year, probation of three years, and a fine. And all they had to do is let him build a shed on his, pro on his own <laughs> yes. property. You know? Now they're going to have to go through all of this. He says that my lawyer is pretty confident the law doesn't even apply and that this is very clearly a First Amendment case, First Amendment protected product of freedom of speech and free expression. In the meantime, he has moved the penis to his backyard. <laughs> <laughs> I would put it in the garage. Yeah. Oh, you can't leave that in the garage. <laughs> well, yeah. you can leave it in there for about, oh, yeah. about 15 yeah. minutes. True. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, really, I just want to finish building my workshop. That is my primary That's goal. That's he wants to do. Let the dude build his shed. <laughs> What's says, the big deal? But if I win in court, I will put it back up. And once my workshop is complete, I will either auction it off or perhaps rent it to other disgruntled residents who have shown interest in uh, borrowing it. So there he's just starting a movement here. Yeah, yeah, the wooden penis movement. Yeah. Well, anyway, here's a picture <laughs> so you can see. Okay, and I like it. You know, I mean, it's not a it's not a bad penis. No, but it's, I've it, seen better. But that's what I say. I'm not I'm not blown away by it yeah, either. Right? Yeah, I wouldn't look at that and be offended though. Right? Would you? No, because we're a little light. You know, like we're not uh, we're a little more reasonable than some people are. I can say that my wife absolutely would. Oh yeah, she would be on the phone with City Hall every <laughs> single day. Where me, I would be like, "Hey, Eli, look at that giant dong exactly. over there! Isn't right. that hilarious? Like, Let's go get our picture made with it, kids. <laughs> yeah. You know, 
let's let's go uh, let's go tape the fire hose <laughs> like the behind it you right. know so it looks like it's peeing that would be amazing <laughs> he should do that and make it a fountain yes. yeah yeah of course wood fountain probably not going to work as well it'll mm-hmm. it'll rot eventually but you're going to get some years use out of that. Yeah. Put it use, like a little uh, koi pond around it or whatever. Use Thompson's water seal. Yeah. Yeah. You definitely have to seal it up good. <laughs> yeah. For sure. For sure. Well, I hope this guy gets to build his shed. I hope he gets to build a yeah. shed. How crazy is it that you have to get permission from the government to build something on your own property? Yeah. Yeah. You know? I agree. Now, I can understand if We've you're talked building about like this a, before. Yeah. Yeah. If you're building like a, a toxic waste dump on your mm-hmm. own property, but like a workshop. For the yeah. most part, I feel like you should have the right to do pretty much what you want to, sure. as long as it's not harming someone else. Right. Like, I don't think someone should be able to set up a prison, like a private yeah, exactly. prison, and just yeah. lock people up well, with an or something. Yeah. yeah. Like, that should be an easy thing to go to mm-hmm. your city government about, hey, I want to build me a little woodworking shop in my backyard. Mm-hmm. It's going to be 8 by 20 or whatever, and um, it's going to have a metal roof on it. And they should be like, okay, rubber stamp, boom, go right. do what you're going to do, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's crazy. Like, you got to get building permits in town for everything. Yeah, which of this is New York, so. Sure, a little different laws. But even in, like, Tuscaloosa. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to get a building permit if it's over like a certain dollar amount worth of stuff, you know. But every amount of work, I've been like, I just do it. Oh you know? man, <laughs> here we go. We're fixing. It. I'm I'm going to try to make this story quick. But uh, I used to work with a guy. I'm not going to say his name, but he moved here from Ohio. He worked at the plant. He he come down when another plant like shut down. Mm-hmm. He, he worked here for a little bit. But uh, he thought he hit it big because he he got like this uh, big promotion and he bought him a house on Lake Tuscaloosa. Oh yeah. He bought him a boat. He thought he done. Oh, yeah. What it costs to live down here is like nothing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He thought he done hit it big. He was cutting some trees around his property, and he cut a tree that fell in the lake. And he couldn't he couldn't clean it up because the chainsaw that he had borrowed actually. No, I take it back. He bought a chainsaw to do this, but he got the chainsaw stuck in the tree. <laughs> he couldn't get it out. So he come to work and he asked another guy we worked with, hey, can I borrow your chainsaw? He's like, I thought you just bought one. You were bragging about it. And he's like, well, I got it stuck. (laughs) So he had to borrow another chainsaw from another guy to get his other chainsaw back. But before he could clean up that tree, somebody had made a phone call Uh and he got an inspector out there to come and look at what he was doing. Yeah. They gave him a fine. For this tree being in this lake. lake, yeah. And on his way back to his truck, he's like, hey, what's this? And the guy's like, what? What's what? He's like, this right here, this deck that you have built on the back of your house. What's that? He's like, well, I built a deck. He's like, well, did you have a you know, proper permits for that? He got another fine. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, I know. Which is ridiculous, by the way. Yes. You should be able to build a deck on your house. Yes. You know? And if you're going to clean up the tree, you shouldn't get a fine. I should be like, hey, clean this up. If you don't get it cleaned up in a six weeks or whatever, then you're getting a fine. Yeah. You know? I mean, but. this guy, he has a deck on his property. <laughs> <laughs> a wooden deck. Yes. Yeah. A two-meter tall wooden deck. Well, let's move on to another groin-sensitive topic. <laughs> okay. An Oregon man allegedly shot himself in the groin while showing off a gun in the supermarket. <laughs> An Oregon man... First of all, if this supermarket didn't run a like all nuts half off <laughs> special, they missed the boat on it. Okay. Yeah. 
uh, an Oregon man who was in line at a Lincoln City supermarket accidentally shot himself in the groin while flaunting a handgun and just missed hitting his femoral artery, a report says. According to the Oregonian newspaper, the police said Nicholas J. Ellingford, who is 29, accidentally pulled the trigger of the Glock 9mm while putting the firearm back into his pants. The shot reportedly entered through his groin and exited his thigh. So he's carrying it in the front of his thigh. Sounds like appendix carry here. Yeah, whatever that's called. Yeah, appendix carry. Yes. Uh, I don't know what all the gun nuts call all that stuff. I, was, I would say he's toting it in the front of his pants. Right. Fox 12 reported the incident occurred inside McKay's Market, and the police said Ellingford was showing the gun to a friend, police said. Mm. Now, the difference between Alabama and Oregon <laughs> is if you're in the checkout line and you pull out a pistol, somebody like the checker girl is going to pull her pistol out too <laughs> and start pointing it at you. She's going to assume you're a threat. Right. Yeah. Ellingford was taken to the area hospital and then flown to uh, Legacy Emanuel Medical Center in Portland for further treatment. Uh, he did not have a concealed handgun license, and his act was found to be reckless since it placed several people in danger. So he's getting charged with uh, with no concealed carry. Sounds and, to uh, me like it really was only a danger to him. <laughs> well, if, if he would have <laughs> shot somebody else, it would have been a danger to him. Right. But yeah. Um, so, you know, Darwin, Darwin Award for this guy. <laughs> because a Glock, if I remember correctly, and I'm not a gun freak like a lot of people, but it's got like a safety trigger on it, right? Like, Glocks, you got to really want to shoot it. Well, well, Glocks have no safety, actually. I thought they uh, had a, you had to like depress. You have to, yes. You, and have, then to, you have to pull. You have to pull the trigger. I mean, if you pull the trigger, then yes, but it's. It's hard to explain. It's yeah. like a little... Uh, it's like a little tab or something, right? Yes. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of... Like I you believe that's re- shoot it. I believe that's referred to as an internal safety. Okay. Which, right. basically, the gun... It's not like a hammer or the striker is just going to go off on its own. Yeah. You have to pull the trigger for the gun to shoot. Right. But there is no external safety. Yeah, like no button to click yeah. on it. Nothing right. like that. But yeah, so. I was going to say, like, you got to... You gotta want a shooter to shoot it. Yes, know? if I mean a lot of you hear a lot of people when this happens, they say, "Well, the gun just went off." No, that does not no. happen today, no, unless you're using a Jennings, which is like this <laughs> company that's had to change names several times over the past ten years because people keep getting hurt with their pot <laughs> oh, no. guns. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, most modern day guns, you have to pull the trigger for them to yeah. to shoot. Yeah, that's pretty much standard operating procedure <laughs> for a gun. Right? We had a we had a got the plant. He he shot himself in the hand. Ooh! Once again, he, he tried to pull this. Uh, which okay, before let me back up. This was in the parking lot. This was not in the plan. Was it? He was sitting in his truck, and I, same story. He was he was showing this pistol he bought to his buddy. He was an idiot. Apparently, yeah. He shot himself in the hand, and he tried to pull this. Uh, well, the gun just went off. <laughs> Everyone was like, "No, guns right. don't just go off. You pulled the trigger right. while it was pointed at your other hand. Yeah. That's how you shot yourself in the hand." Mm. Well, you know, Leonard Skinner said it best, which is, uh, "Handguns are made for killing, <laughs> <laughs> and they ain't good for nothing else." Yeah, that's what they're designed to do. <laughs> that's what they're for. Yes. Yeah. So Leonard Skinner in that song, what is it, Saturday Night Special? You know, yeah. They talk about buried them all in the bottom of the sea. They were the first gun rights advocates, <laughs> you know? which you wouldn't think. You wouldn't think that <laughs> you at all. Think that. Right? Yeah. Um, now later they do talk about giving me back my bullets mm-hmm. in another song. So maybe they realized the error of the way. I don't know. Well, the problem is, is uh, 
if we could get rid of all guns, yeah, that probably would be a good thing. Here's the problem. Uh, that is a genie that has left the bottle sure, right. long ago. Yeah. It, well, would be, it would be nice if there was no such thing as nuclear weapons, too. Right. Well, it doesn't matter if we get away, we do away with every gun in the world. Like, if we just blow them all up, whatever. Yeah. People are still going to kill people. <laughs> they you are. Know? Like, <laughs> and Americans... We're a particularly uh, violent strain of humans. I don't know why we are. It's just encoded into us. Like, if you do me wrong, I'm going to punch you. That's just the way we work down here. And other places in the world are more peaceful and all that, and that's fine. But that's just how we do things in America. Well, and and you're liable to get killed. Well, have you seen then, like in England... Yeah, they've had a lot of public uh, programs trying to get people to turn in their knives. They yeah, got right. rid of the guns, but, rid of guns, but people are still stabbing each other. <laughs> right. They're still robbing and raping each yeah. other. Because so now they're trying to get people to you know turn in their knives. Because right. we're horrible people, <laughs> yeah. you know. I mean, just humanity in general. There is no utopia. You right. know, everybody likes mm-hmm. to crap on America. We get a little bit of crapping on America in the Discord. A little bit of crapping <laughs> on America in the Facebook group. But there's like, show me the utopia. Right. Well, there is none. So. Um, yeah, we got it bad. I would like fine. to say we're closer than a lot of other yeah. countries. Well, I agree. That's why they're all coming here. Yeah, for some reason, <laughs> yes. people are still coming here. I don't know. <laughs> and um, yeah, so, yeah, we wouldn't have a president talking about building a wall if we weren't trying to sneak in here. <laughs> Left and right. That's just fine. I mean, I'm neither pro or anti immigration. I would appreciate if people would uh, follow the certain steps that it does. Yeah, I'm, that others have went through. I'm pro immigration. Yeah, I'm all for people coming here, but I feel like I have to pay taxes. I, I want I want everyone yeah. to, to pay taxes. Well, a lot of those people <laughs> will pay taxes too. Absolutely, have shown. and I think that they should stay. At, at least, yeah. yeah. Well, it's like, I mean, but I would just like, hey. Maybe, like, all right. <laughs> Here we I, go. <laughs> We've done got in a... I'm going to let you choose whether to delete my next <laughs> sentence off of this podcast Okay. Or not. Okay? I feel like everyone should have the right to come and live in this country. And they... and that, But we should be able to vet those people right. before they come here. Mm-hmm. So, if it's between getting five, like, uh, nuclear physicists to come in <laughs> or... Five people who just got out of jail somewhere to come in. Let's pick the nuclear physicists and say, no, you other guys, you can't come in. I don't know. Maybe that's a little elitist of me, and I'm willing to admit that. Well, I actually agree with everything you said, and and it would be great to have five nuclear physicists, but you know what? I'm even for the dude that stands outside Home Depot wanting to build, you know, Decks for people. Here we go with the decks thing again. <laughs> I'm for him coming here too. Absolutely. I just think that, well, like you said, I think they should go through the proper steps, and we probably need to revisit those too because sure. we have not looked, yeah, taken a not good hard easier. look at that right. in a long time either. Yeah. Can we not make that easier? Yes. And can we not make adoption easier? Mm-hmm. Like for some reason, <laughs> those two things are seem incredibly more complex than they need to yes. be. Yes. You know, uh-huh. I think we could do a one page form for both. Run some background checks for both and be done with it. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever we got to do. You know, I don't care if they know the Pledge of Allegiance before they come here and, you know, can tell me what the Bill of Rights is. Who cares? There's people born in America who don't know that stuff. Yeah. And have been citizens since the day they came out of the womb. That all that stuff. I don't care about any of that. Mm-hmm. I just want to know, like, hey, were you raping and murdering people before you came here? <laughs> right. And if that's the case, maybe we don't let you in. You know, like, you can go rape and murder somewhere else. Go yeah. to Canada and do that. You know, it's fine. <laughs> they'll, they'll take you if they're super nice. They're afraid to say no to anybody. Uh, just so you know, a lot of guns here. Oh, yeah. So maybe you should lay off the raping and <laughs> right. killing. Or it's going to make raping and killing a lot easier for you. you know? Yes. <laughs> it, it's all luck of the draw who your intended victim is. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
So anyways. Anyway. We're a pro-immigration podcast. We are. We're a pro-immigration reform podcast, too. Like, let's let's clean up the process and make it easier, more And at the same time, I don't know about you, I'm a very anti-criminal. Yeah. yeah. Pro-immigration, anti-criminal. Yeah. I'm... I'm not as anti-criminal <laughs> as some people would be. Well, when I say criminal, I mean like the like yeah. raping and killing. Yeah, I don't want violent criminals. Yes. I'm down. I don't like violent criminals. Like if you're speeding and all that, if you're drinking beers in your Amish buggy, you know we should we're, figure we're, out a workaround. We're for pro that. white collar crime. <laughs> right. yeah. We should figure a workaround for all all of that stuff. Yeah, maybe we should sit down and actually nail out like a, <laughs> a statement, a platform. <laughs> <Yes>. Yeah. <laughs> That's maybe we run for president next after this one, you <laughs> yes. know, see if we can get a campaign started. Yeah. You be president, I'll be VP for sure. Are you sure? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I do not want to be president. But I'll be the vice president. You just got to stand around, you know, yeah. go vote if you got to. Yeah. I feel like vice president is the easiest job in America. It seems like it would be. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And then if somebody kills you, I'll step in, you know, <laughs> immediately. Right. I'll be like, all right, what well, we're tearing up the garden that Tara just did and all that. <laughs> we're making it our own. <laughs> oh man. People got really bad about that, you know? About when uh when uh what's the president's wife's name? Melania Ivanka Trump. No, no, not Ivanka. It's Melania. <laughs> He's got a crush on her too. <laughs> <laughs> well Melania uh, like redid the Rose Garden or whatever. Uh-huh. Oh man, people were like super mad about that. Well, I feel I like, like I never well, knew like plants we talked about, meant that much to people if they weren't my plants, <laughs> you know. Like we talked a minute, like we talked about last week. Uh, whatever the it doesn't matter. Whatever the president <laughs> right. does, half the country is going to love it, and half the country is going to be furious That's about true. it. That's, That's why I want you to be president. <laughs> yes. I'll be vice president. What if we could get what it, dude? What if we could be the first ever administration where like uh, everybody's happy? Well, no. What I was going to say is. We get half the country to love me. We get the other half that hates me to love you. <laughs> <laughs> like basically, work. Like like basically everything, everything for. I'm for, you're against. Yeah, right. But somehow we still work together. But we're still for real. Show me. This, is bi- this is bipartisanship. Yes. You know, as it goes. That could work. And, you then, know? and then every time I don't get my way, yeah. I could spin it like, well, we're not going to do this. Out of respect for my VP here, who wanted things to go the other way. That's right. Now, really, it's just because I couldn't get the votes. Right. But I'm going to tell the public that yeah. this was because of my friendship with John. Yeah. We're going to go the other way. And on this, this is one. how this is how government's supposed to work. We <laughs> yes. compromise. Yes. Yeah. We discuss the issues, <laughs> and we figure out which argument has more benefit to yeah. society as a whole. Right. And sometimes, really scary. Sometimes we just flip a coin. <laughs> <laughs> What if we did it all by, based on that? Yeah. Like we, everybody's in the White House press room. I mean, you're yeah. standing there like, all right, we're going to go rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> Best right, three out of five. Right now. Right now. <laughs> to decide if we're going to get universal health care. <laughs> yeah. We're going to go, we're going to flip a coin, heads or tails. <laughs> Best seven to ten. <laughs> I hope all you cancer patients out there win. I'm calling tails because tails never fails. Okay. Yeah. And out of bipartisanship, I'm going to let John pick. I'm going to let him call it. That's right. That would actually be amazing. I'd be up for a government like that. <laughs> Why has no one thought of that before? Oh, because there's probably not a lot of money in that. And probably because, not. Like. We could run a campaign on the fact that we would try to do the best for everybody. You know, you have to only put it out like we're only going to do the best for the people who support us. I feel Mm -hmm. like to get elected. 
I don't know. Trump, who everybody says is an evil racist, just came up with like $500 billion to support black businesses. Which, <laughs> yeah. While we're just now thinking of that in 2020, you know, like, <laughs> hey, maybe we should have been doing that for the last 40 years. I don't know. Right. But yeah, so, uh, yeah, I don't know. That's talking politics okay. with John and Tiny. <laughs> John and Tiny, 20, or Tiny and John. 2024. 2024. 2024. 2024. Make Earth odd again. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the Oregon guy shot himself in the groin at the grocery store. Do you know why he was at the grocery store? No. To pick up some world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice. And we want nice. to thank them for all of their support. Check them out at CajunCurl.com. You can order the spice in their Cajun Curl Cutter for Potatoes right there on CajunCurl.com. It was created on the Elm Bayou in Evangeline Parish, Louisiana, and it's the seasoning that goes on everything. If you like cooking or eating, this is a spice for you. Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice goes well with chicken, beef, pork, potatoes, wood dongs, and anything else you can think of putting it on. <laughs> the spiral potato cutter is absolutely amazing. It's easy to use, it's easy to clean, and it will allow you to make your own potato chips using the Cajun Curl Spice. If you could get one. Yeah. Her yeah. stock right currently now. Currently on back order. But go ahead and place your order, <laughs> yeah. and they'll fulfill it as soon as they can. If you want to turn your next cookout or event up a notch, whip up your own homemade potato chips. They are amazing. Your next door neighbor, the one with the dong in his yard, <laughs> go take him some potato chips. <laughs> Say, hey, man, maybe we can move this around to the backyard. You know, here's an offering of peace. And that's how you resolve things in the real world. Right. Um, on the website, CajunCurl.com, you can not only order the Bayou Blended Spice and put in your order for the back-ordered Cajun Curl chip <laughs> cutters as well. Uh, but you also find recipes that are absolutely mind-blowing. You can locate your nearest retailer or order your own, all on CajunCurl.com. Um, here locally, it's available at Bowles Fresh Market on Skyland Boulevard, South's Finest Meats over on Greensboro, uh, Mark Smart in downtown Northport, and the Piggly Wiggly on Lurling Wallace in Northport. All of their products are made in the USA, so you not only enjoy the taste of Cajun Curl, but you also feel patriotic while you enjoy your meal. It's all natural, it's low salt, and it has a little kick to it, but it doesn't burn your lips. World-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blend Spice. Taste the spice, but not the heat. Check them out at CajunCurl.com and use our promo code EOP10 to get a 10% discount. Because we ask that you use the spice, but we don't ask you to pay full price. That's right. Let's go to the phones. Uh, we're a little bit behind. We're going to start with Chris. Okay. Hey, John and Tiny. This is uh, Chris Williamson. I'm just calling to uh, respond to, you. I'm not, to your uh, question last week about Salim Rashid. I don't, I'm not a Muslim myself, but as far as I understand, uh, they worship basically the same God as Jews and Christians. So I reckon what he would say is... Uh, in that instance of the Lord's Prayer, would say, "Well, we didn't write it, but uh, I, you know, I appreciate what y'all are saying." So uh, I don't know if that is exactly what that would go down, but I'd say it's pretty close to it. But anyway, I, I really uh, enjoy the show and uh, glad that uh, y'all are doing well. And uh, I'll talk to you again. Bye. All right, right. I see, I see what he's saying there. Like, 
I don't think they worship the same God because they won't quit killing each other yeah. <laughs> over worshiping a different one. Right, yeah. But they all find their roots uh, in... Well, that's why, we, that's why they're referred to as the Abrahamic right, religions yeah. because they all trace the roots to Abraham. Right. But the, Father Abraham. But, who have many sons. Yes. And many sons have Father Abraham. <laughs> yeah. I am one of them. Are you? That's right. Well, that's, let's just praise the Lord. <laughs> that's biblical canon. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and then we got a phone call from Jack. Here we go. Hi, John and Tiny. It's Jacqueline. Um, let's just listen to the show. It was great, despite your technical difficulties. It was so good. Uh, sending my prayers uh, to John's family. Um, I know maybe Catholics pray a little, maybe a little different. Uh, we pray to patron saints for certain things. So uh, the patron saint of lung and respiratory problems is St. Bernadine of Siena. So sending my prayers out that you guys uh, are okay with your coronavirus. Let me hold up. Wow. I didn't, I didn't know they had one. I, I, knew y'all had specific. A, I knew y'all had a lot of patron saints. I had no idea y'all had one specifically for lung and respiratory right. problems. And quick update. Pass this along to your saint. My parents are doing a whole lot better. All right. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, we appreciate St. Bernadine. St. <laughs> Bernadine Peters. Jacqueline prayed to a specialist. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've been praying to the big man himself. Okay. You yeah. Know? yeah. So, But I appreciate you helping. He is. Yeah. Uh, and also, just so you know, uh, St. Thomas Aquinas is the patron saint of students. So you may want to pass that on to your son. <laughs> uh, on a lighter note, Monica's assessment of Harvey's fries, 100% accurate. Harvey's fries are homemade, like they're the ones that have skin on them, like Five Guys, but they're huh. Harvey's is a Canadian chain. I am all for McDonald's being the best fries hands down McDonald's but Harvey's is pretty high up there as well if you've never had one you gotta at least come to Canada and get one they sound better to me and uh, real quick I'll just end on a bit of a lighter lighter note um the Jerry Falwell Jr. story his name is Falwell didn't sound like he fall well (laughs) but I'm bummed anyway talk to you later have a great week Bye. He should change his name to Jerry Fall Bad. <laughs> Shout out to Kevin for that pun. <laughs> yes. You know, Kevin's a big fan of puns. Anytime y'all can work a pun into a call, loves puns. Kevin loves puns. But we do have a review. Oh, nice. Another review. All right. And um, this comes from Nine GWIN. So I guess Nine Gwen. Okay. Her title is amazing with one, two, three, four, five exclamation points. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um, An exclamation point for every star. Yeah, that's right. It is five stars, and it says, Hi, I heard about you from that story show, and you are amazing. Keep it up with five more exclamation points. And then a couple of uh, winky tongue-out emojis, which I always assume means something sexual. So (laughs) thank you very much. At least that's how I use them with my wife. So I don't know. Maybe I misused them, but that's... Maybe that's why she laughs all the time when we have sex. I don't know. So, but uh, yes, thank you for the review. Reviews are just rolling in now. Nice. Yeah. That uh, that ad on that story show is paying off. It is two reviews in div- in dividends. We need we need more, <laughs> so we <laughs> will know that our investment was really worth it. But thank you so much, Nine Gwen, for leaving us a review. Well, we've really got to hurry this on because church is going to start in a little bit. That's right. We but before go to we church. go. <laughs> Before we go, I want to thank our patrons. I would like to thank, especially by name, those who donate at the 10 or above tier. 
Look, I don't know who the patron saint of <laughs> kids who buy stuff on Xbox without permission is, but our uh, our foster kids spent $45 before 10 a.m. yesterday morning on the Xbox. No. On about five different purchases. So, uh, how did he, did he, y'all not- may want to lift some prayers up for him. <laughs> does, uh, does he know the password? Well, it's not. It wasn't password protected. I just took all my my card information off, you know. Yeah. Because Hudson and Thomas know I'm going to see whatever they buy, mm-hmm. you know. Well, so how did he? How did he do it then? Did they bill you? Yeah. Well, I get a receipt anytime anything's bought online, an emailed receipt. So your so your credit card information wasn't off of there. No, my credit card information I've since deleted. Oh, so I got I found you. Out this happened. <laughs> oh, dang! So as soon as I got home from building bunk beds for the poor people, <laughs> that was my next move. But yeah, he was just in the NBA 2K store buying all kind of crazy stuff. So his <laughs> oh, his little player on NBA 2K has all the latest outfits <laughs> and everything else. So, uh, you know, I didn't get on to him too much. I was just like, look, bud, you know you're buying this stuff. So yeah, <laughs> prayers for him. <laughs> well, anyway, those who donate at the 10 or above tier are Mr. Daniel Hedrick, Mr. James White, Ms. Jane Updegraff, Ms. Sherry Heron. Mr. Thomas Williams, the Dapper Man, Ms. Sharon Craig, Mr. Tyler Bond, Mr. Todd Glover, Mr. Derek Reeves, Mr. Chris Tipton, Ms. Jacqueline B., and Mike W., a.k.a. McWheel. (laughs) Thank you all so much for donating to the show and making what we do possible. That's right. We appreciate your support. If you hadn't signed up for the Patreon, I would recommend that you do. Yes. At whatever level you're comfortable with, because... Mm -hmm. uh, it gets pretty wild in there, you know? <laughs> yes. And it's pretty fun. If you sign up at the $5 or above tier, you get an email with a custom RSS feed just for you. That's right. That goes to a patrons-only feed that has all our extended content. You get an extended show every week, and then once a month, you get an all-exclusive patrons-only mm-hmm. show. And for a one-time $100 fee, you can just pay me directly. I'll share with you my RSS fee. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. If you are one of those unfortunate individuals that can't donate, we understand. I get it. I listen to a lot of podcasts, and every single one of them is asking me for money. I don't sign up for every single one of them out there. I listen to this podcast. Yes. I know. If you don't feel like it, I completely understand. Yeah. But now one thing that you can do that will cost you zero dollars and zero cents is to tell someone else about the show. That's right. Yeah, just spread the gospel. Mm -hmm. And if you don't want to do that, then you can leave a review. Yeah, leave us a review. Mm -hmm. We got a lot of people listening to this show every week. More than I ever thought would. And we've got about maybe 5% of those listeners have left us a review over the years. (laughs) So come on now. Y'all can do it. It's not hard. You have been listening to Earthology Podcast, and we thank you so much for listening to us no matter where you get us, whether you get us from Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, CastBox, iHeartRadio, Spotify. We're on them all. That's right. If you would like to email into the show, we are earthoddity at planetmail.net. Mm-hmm. If you would like to tweet at us, we are at underscore earthoddity on Twitter. And then we got show art on Instagram. That's right. If you want to check that out. The guy who posted it's amazing. <laughs> that is underscore earthoddity on Instagram. But the best way to get in touch with us is our phone number. What's that phone number? That is 662-493-2059. That's 662-493-2059. 
We've also got a Discord server if you would like to join our Discord server. Link in the show notes. That's right. Yeah, join that. It's been popping off. It has. When Chris joined, it really took off. <laughs> that was the best thing that's ever happened that's to right. our oddity Discord. Yeah. yeah, y'all join up. There's some interesting combos happening in there. We hope everyone out there has an excellent week. Earth Oddities the Fringe Radio Network signing off. Love y'all. Bye. This has been a very odd production. Thanks for listening.